It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-2. An exciting third period comeback for the Vegas Golden Knights to erase a two-goal deficit and win their third game in a row. And this homestand 4-1-0. and And the Golden Knights feeling pretty good about where their game is at going on the road for the next four. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? Uh, could you, if you tried... Could you script a better scene for Brendan Brisson's first career NHL goal? <laughs> well, you know, if you came up with something more dramatic than this, the script writers in Hollywood would turn you away. <laughs> this was, uh, this was a, a, a fun exclamation mark on a thrilling come-from-behind win by the Golden Knights. You, know, you trail not only by a goal, but trail by two goals mm. going to the third period. And the Knights had two wins this year when trailing after two, a record of 2-10-2. Pittsburgh, by the way, went leading after two, had 14 wins in 16 games, mm. and they cough up the two-goal lead here. So the, the comeback, the drama of it is uh, as exciting as it gets for a regular season game. But, you know, when Brisson comes on the ice, Vegas clearly has momentum. A couple of goals plus power play, it was all in their hands. That Brisson was going to get a shift, and... You know, he, you know, big-time players will get chances, but uh, the, the, the real big-time players capitalize on those chances. Brendan did. He'll never well, forget it. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to talk about big-game players. It's uh, kind of the usual suspects for the Golden Knights, kind of getting things going in the third period. Jonathan Marcheseau on the doorstep. Uh, and then, you know, Ivan Barbashev. What, like, what more can you say um, about his play over the last couple of games and specifically the pass on that Brisson goal. Yeah, well, we, we tried to get Ivan to talk about it, but he's so <laughs> humble, he doesn't like to talk about himself, yeah. which is, you know, typical hockey player mentality. But, you know, oftentimes he, he asks the question the right way. But, you know, Ivan says, nope, don't want to talk about myself, <laughs> <laughs> which is to his credit. It, it, it has been, you know, some really good play from Ivan. Remember, he got off to a really slow start. You know, you have a great playoff run. He's been through it before with St. Louis. Now he's won a cup, big contract, and you know, some different players in different spots in the lineup. You know, where do you find yourself most comfortable? He'd been with Eichel and Marcia so in the postseason, but you know, as the Knights were struggling to win at different stretches in the last uh, little while, you wonder where would he find himself a home? And here he is with Watt and Marcia so. And last couple of games, you know, they have produced, and there's some chemistry to be found whenever you make a change, even if it's just one guy, if it's a centerman or what have you. But you see that the Knights are doing a lot near the net, which uh, has created a lot of their recent offense, but they still do make those plays. And in Barbashev's backhand pass to Brisson, mm-hmm. who rips it home from the slot, like that's, that's, uh, that's a little higher skill play than just crashing the net. It takes the wonderful hand-eye coordination, and sometimes it's eye-foot coordination like Barbashev <laughs> had the other day to you know, put on the brakes and direct the puck into the goal with his skate blade without kicking it, which would have made it illegal. Yeah, that, that's just NHL talent. It, you, you make a great play with your skate to score a goal. You make a great play on your backhand to set up Brisson for his first NHL goal. You know, you could ask Brendan Brisson 50 years from now about his first NHL goal, and I bet you he'll be able to describe that Ivan Barbashev pass. 
18 wins now for the Golden Knights in 25 home games this season, and this is kind of a, a different start to the year at home for the Golden Knights this season than it was last season. What has kind of led to the dominance for the Golden Knights on home ice early on? Yeah, and I went into some of the numbers, you know, the goal scoring and the goals against, and the uh, the goals for home and away are pretty close, more decidedly for, um, you know, the, the home side, of course. They're scoring more at home. They're allowing less at home. But the numbers are more dramatic in terms of goals against average. Coming into today, Ryan, uh, the Knights' home goals against average, 2-2-1. Two, two, Road goals against average, 3-1-9. Almost a full goal higher, whereas the goal scored, it's it's closer. So it, to me, it is, uh, yeah, you know, you've got, you know, the comforts of home and the dramatics and the crowd and all of that. But quite simply, they're allowing a goal fewer at home per game than uh, they are on the road. So that that is partly the nature of the schedule, that they've had seven out of their last eight at home when they had struggled going into Christmas. Those were all road games. They were giving up a lot. So it could be the product of the schedule. But uh, the number that stands out to me most when it relates to their home games it is that uh, two two one goals against average which will of course drop a little bit today because they only gave up two to pittsburgh now kind of leaning into that aspect right the fact that the golden knights have been able to cut down on their goals against significantly over the last six seven eight games it's got to make you feel at least a little bit optimistic that they're going to be able to carry that onto the roll road over the next four games yeah, especially since they've been at home for seven out of eight. Mm. And then uh, there's just the psychology of seeing the break in sight. You know, sometimes when you've got a break in sight, you uh, you know you're just trying to get there, and, and it's almost like you know, oxygen coming up for air. You yeah. almost felt like that with the Knights going into the Christmas break. But if you've got momentum on your side, it's uh, you know it, it's sort of. I remember my high school football coach Chuck Johnson would say, "Be ready early." And that year they put that on the T-shirt. Boy, the team came out with a great start. But then they stumbled, uh, you know, in the end. They, they had a disappointing playoff loss. So the following year, the T-shirt read again, be ready early. But then it said underneath that, then finish strong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, which they did, by the way. Uh, going back 20 years, Ridgewood High School football. Shout out Maroons. So it seems to me that, you know, you went into that break. Uh, hobbling a little bit you're you're looking at the next four games and you want to finish strong here uh, against teams that you've seen in the islanders the rangers first look at the devils of the islanders of course the islanders just uh, changed their coach the other day uh today i should say and the knights will see them on tuesday that'll be the second game for patrick wah they've got dallas tomorrow uh, but it'll be the second game for patrick wah uh, against the Golden Knights. I can't wait to hear what Jonathan Marcheseau has to say <laughs> about that. So, yeah, you, you want to finish strong going here into the break. And, uh, you know, they're because of those struggles that we talked about on the road, the road record is 9-9-3. Nine, nine, and three. Mm-hmm. That, for a defending cup champion and a team with aspirations to repeat, you'd expect better from that. So now that they have played 25 home games and just 21 on the road, they're going to obviously have more road games in front of them than home games. Can they capitalize? All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Monday and the New Jersey Devils? The Devils got shellacked today by the Dallas Stars. <laughs> Ended up 6-2. to two. It, it was uh, it was 6 nothing at one point, and yeah. uh, Lindy Ruff has been frustrated in some of his recent postgame uh, press conferences. 
the Devils are without some of their important players because of injury. You know, when you don't have Dougie Hamilton and Jack Hughes, it's yeah. it's going to be a struggle. Uh, and right now the Devils, kind of like how the Knights are trying to work their way through some injuries, but the Devils are a younger team and they don't have near as much postseason experience as have the Knights. So that will be an interesting battle come Monday at the Rock in Newark. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night. We will chat on Monday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. given how the last few weeks, last month have gone, where would this rank on the, uh, the character building win scale? Well, it's a good one. Um, you know, we were, we were going down that path after the second of another shutout, which has happened a lot to us, where we didn't have enough pushback when it was necessary. Earlier in the other, you know, there was some games I thought we played well, like in Washington, we ran into a hot goalie, but the Winter Classic and some of the other ones I think we could have been better at generating offense and a little more will, second effort. Usually that requires a, an inside presence, and that's how we got back in the game. We got inside. Um, real nice low to high play. That was available tonight. Uh, get a tip, go to the net, rebound. Right? We've talked about our rebound game, our, our slot battle over the month of December was not very good. Analytics proved that. And uh, we get one, and then Pav goes inside, gets... Now, Pav will go to the net a lot, like, that's... But, you know, he continues to go there, good play. So now you're in the game. Now, you know, you know you don't know how it'll come next, and it happens to be a rush goal. And great shot by Brisson, and he can do that. So um, I liked our push, and, and we kept pushing. I think after it was 3-2, we tried to get the next one as well to extend the lead, which we didn't sit back on our heels. I, we might have given up a chance or two, but at the end of the day, that's going to happen to a good hockey team, but... So I liked our whole mentality. Um, and uh, you need those every once in a while. It keeps the momentum rolling. And they could be games you look at later that go, wow, that's helped us springboard into the next game or stretch, whatever, to, to hit the road. So we go on the road in a positive note with a lot of hockey in front of us and should be feeling good about ourselves. Um, and we'll see. We'll see in uh, Jersey on Monday. Chris. Hey, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You mentioned Pavel, but I feel like maybe we don't ask you enough about him. But he's constantly finding himself in the center of the ice. He's finding himself in front of the net. Is that something that's an instinct from a young player, or is that something you have to coach up? Because it seems like whatever it is, he's doing a really good job of it. No, that's him. That's how he plays, and that's how he got his opportunity. I didn't know a lot about Pav. Last year at training camp, I thought he was good for us. That's what I, you know, told Krim that like this kid is a pretty good player. He he always finds a way to get some opportunities, and then at the other end of the ice, I don't, you know, he's not coming off the ice every time. I'm like Pav, you need to be here, here. He's got a good sense for where to be on the ice in all situations. So for him, it was just a matter of getting stronger. We had a deeper lineup, and we chose Paul Cotter, you know, to sort of give us that heaviness. It was a little farther along in his his, his career. So we kept an eye on Pav, and he did that with Carly and Smitty last year. Carly and if Smitty went out, Ammo, whoever was there, and he went to the front of the net, so you start finding out, okay, that's in his game. And 
you need guys like that. Uh, a lot of young guys come up and they're rush guys and, and you got to teach them that part. Well, you got to get inside. So this came naturally to him and it's what's helped him get in the lineup for us because he can finish some plays in there. He's seen it. Um, so he's a good power play net front guy. He'll be around there. So you can trust him to be there. Stevie and Stoney need that. Howie did such a good job with it last year. We've just, you know, where we are now, we need him in the middle. So um, I feel comfortable wherever we put Pav. He can compliment guys get to the net, but he's still smart enough and have good enough hands to make those plays so that you can get the chance at the net, right? So he, he's willing to move the puck. He knows that he's got Stevie and Stoney, so he knows his fit. Um, so you should talk about him in that regard because, you know, he's a big enough body, good enough hands in there. If, as he gets even stronger, he's going to be more difficult to handle. So he should, he should be a guy that scores a lot of greasy goals for us. Well, Chris and Jesse. Hey, Coach. Uh, Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey Now. You and Stone both mentioned after Monday's victory that the players need to become the best versions of themselves without, through all the injuries. Where is that messaging coming from, first of all? And second of all, how do you feel the middle part of the lineup, maybe the non-household names, are taking to that challenge? Well, it's certainly coming from me because most of the time when a guy goes out, especially a guy that is a driver, you can't just go to another player and say, be this driver now for us. It's the NHL. It's a good league, and they're not there yet. And some of them may get there. They may. Um, but it's more about, okay, if we're missing Jack Eichel, Nick Waugh, I need you to be a good version of, of Nick Waugh, which, you know, you're not going to all of a sudden be able to take the puck coast to coast and back people off with your speed. You're going to have to find ways. But we need the offensive part where maybe down low below the circles once you're there to help, you know, score some more goals in a different way or... No, I'm just using him as an example because Jack's out and, and things like that. So play your game. Um, you're going to get more minutes because guys are missing, but stick to your game. Just play it really well. And that's where the messaging comes from, from my end. And, and I hope the guys are – it's always good when the team's parroting the same message that, you know, you're saying. It means they believe in it. So um, – and I think they're aware of that, that you can't just go replace a guy. It takes you know, a long time to grow your game. Um, and as for the middle guys in the lineup, we need them to produce a certain amount, uh, not every night and not a ton, but we need Kolasar the other night, right? Tonight it's uh, Pav, who's at the top of the lineup, but still probably considered a middle lineup player, and it's, and it's uh, Briss, right? And we need that. Paul Cotter had some good looks tonight. So you're not going to win... If you're not getting some of that, um, but you can't give up four goals and five goals in the process because those goals wouldn't have meant anything tonight if we give up five, right? So you get the team defense and the goaltending. Now those goals matter, and that's kind of what's happened lately. So I think Nick had two against the Islanders, right? So it's it's different guys, and then the usual suspects. Marsh is getting hot now. He got us going today, um, and that's kind of the ask. So. It, Forget your question now because I tend to speak, but um, <laughs> the middle of the lineup is required. And I thought our D-mate, like Marty's play on Marsh's goal is a great play. It's a shot pass, you know, so we tip rebound. Again, things we need, uh, those type of goals. So they're doing their part. The Dean's stepping up. We, we need them to be rock solid so we're not at the four and five a night. It's two, maybe three, hopefully one, two. And we're getting that from the goaltending and the, and the D. <clears throat> we'll do the last one with Jesse. Jesse Grange with The Athletic. We, we've talked a lot over the last year and a half about this group's confidence and composure when they're maybe down in a game that they're going to turn around. With the guys that are missing, is that confidence still there, or does a win like this kind of help build that confidence back up with this current group with the guys missing? Well, it's interesting. I think it's there, but sometimes the, 
temperature of the game or the flow of the game could take some of that confidence away if you feel like you know things aren't going your way or it's hard to describe in the moment and it felt like in the middle of the second period it was getting there it's like oh we're behind at home we're not having you know we're not generating like to me that's it's less about confidence more about uh, you know more about a belief and and will right have to meet each other and so that was a reminder after the second period, like, you know, like, you know, let's not go down this road again. So, okay, how do we not go down this road? And, you know, you get a few players' attention, you talk about getting inside, and, you know, sure enough, we go score goals, we got inside. So they have confidence that they can do it. It's just getting it out of the players, and that's my job. And some, some games, it just comes naturally, right? They're on it, and they're going. Other games, that they're not as quite as energized, and that's, as a coach, you got to get a sense, okay, i got to go in there and, Try to create some energy, and it happens every once in a while. But usually the players take care of it, especially our group. It's a veteran group, but you know, with some guys out that are vocal at times um, and that bring that, then you know you you have to try to pull it out of the group a little differently, and that's what we did tonight. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, Thank everybody. You. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. You can watch the Golden Knights with your fellow Medieval Maniacs this Monday when VGK visits New Jersey. Duck out of work early and head to Nacho Daddy on West Sahara for fun prizes, VGK cast, and more. That's Monday, January 22nd for the 4 p.m. Pacific faceoff against the Devils. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-2. Come from behind victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Three goals in the third period seals the deal for Vegas, including Brendan Brisson's first career NHL goal. We've got full highlights in just a moment. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Midway through the second period, Zach Whitecloud left the game. He left the ice... uh, seemed to be a little bit bothered by something lower body, but did come back, did play the entire third period. So it uh, looks like Zach Whitecloud is going to be okay. And, you know, we could go through the entire list of players missing right now for the Golden Knights. But uh, for the sake of time, we're not going to do that as we speak. So let's go to the highlights in this game. We have to wait till the second period. The Penguins opened the scoring midway through the second when Ryan Graves danced down the wall, got Logan Thompson to bite on a fake, then banked the puck into the net. Patterson, excuse me, Graves motoring, he scores! He sneaks it through deep on the left side. Ryan Graves, third goal of the season, two of the three against the Knights, a 1-0 Pittsburgh lead, nine minutes into the second period. Third of the year for Ryan Graves from Eric Carlson and Evgeny Malkin, 9-02 of the second period, made it 1-0 Pittsburgh. The Penguins took over the game after the Graves goal and extended their lead with Jake Gensel's 20th of the year. In the right circle, a shot, Gensel scores! Jake Gensel's 20th of the season, 2-0 Pittsburgh. Jake Gensel from Sidney Crosby and Marcus Pedersen, 14-01 of the second period, made it 2-0 Pittsburgh, and that's where things stood after two periods of play. So the Golden Knights trailing by two, entering the third. The goal for Vegas was simply to get more pucks and players to the net. They accomplished that early in the third when Jonathan Marcheseau connected on a rebound to get the Golden Knights on the board. Petrangelo left for Martinez, shoots, tipped on save, rebound, score! Brett Howden in front with Jonathan Marcheseau, and the Knights managed to get a goal, and they're within one. Marcheseau gets it for the Knights. 
Jonathan with three goals in three games. And Vegas has some life here in the third period. 20th goal of the year for Jonathan Marcheseau from Ivan Barbashev and Alec Martinez. 5-18 of the third period made it 2-1 Pittsburgh. And Vegas tied the game up 90 seconds later as Pavel Dorofiev slammed home his sixth of the year. Steves it across the line. Gets through left circle. Around behind. He centers and a shot. Score! Pavel Dorofiev from Chandler Stevenson. Tie game. Pavel Dorofiev from Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, 6.52 of the third period, made it 2-2. Two to two. And in his third career NHL game, playing against his former babysitter, Sidney Crosby, Brendan Brisson scored his first career NHL goal to give Vegas their first lead of the night. Barbashev comes in at even strength. To the middle, a shot. Score! Brendan Brisson scores his first in the National Hockey League. And it puts Vegas in the lead. 3-2 with 10.20 to go in the third period. Brendan Brisson, first career NHL goal from Ivan Barbashev and Alex Petrangelo. 9.40 of the third period made it 3-2 Vegas. The Penguins did push back and had an excellent chance to tie the game. But Logan Thompson made a phenomenal kick save. Just on the right, shoots, kick save! What a stop from Thompson, and the loose puck to center. Vegas ahead on the left. Kick save and a beauty there from Logan Thompson, who was dialed in in the third period, and all that was left in this game was the final call. Centering pass blocked, and it's sent to the line. Stone bats it out of the air, keeps the zone, clock runs out. This game is over. A three-goal third period, a comeback win for the Knights. 3-2 the final score. There it is, 3-2 the Golden Knights. Come all the way back and beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Three unanswered goals in the third period for Vegas. Gives them their third win in a row and a 4-1-0 homestand going into a four-game road trip before the bye week and the All-Star break. Vegas now 27-14-5, 59 points on the year. Next in action Monday, 4 o'clock in New Jersey against the Devils. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-2. Vegas 27, 14, and 5, 59 points on the year. Just taking a look at the standings right now. Top of the division, Vancouver Canucks, 66 points, 31 victories for Vancouver. The Golden Knights, 7 points back, 59 points, 27 victories. And right behind the Vegas Golden Knights, just 6 points back, which seems unfathomable based on where they were late October, early November. The Edmonton Oilers, 26 victories, 53 points. The Oilers have won their 13th game in a row, dispatching the Calgary Flames earlier this evening, but for the Golden Knights, this three-game win streak, certainly this homestand, kind of falls in the right spot to get their game in order before a four-game road trip, then the bye week and the All-Star break for the Golden Knights. So uh, encouraging signs from Vegas, certainly uh, 
moving their game in the right direction, getting closer and closer to a 60-minute game. Again, not perfect. Certainly the night wasn't perfect either, but the Golden Knights doing what they need to do from a defensive standpoint and finding just enough offense to kind of keep this train rolling. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was a really, really evenly matched first period. Both teams had some good looks. Obviously, the Golden Knights, a couple of power play opportunities. You would have liked to have seen you know, maybe a little bit more urgency or at least some more chances for the Golden Knights generated in those spots. Uh, but they were unable to find a way to, to get a goal by Tristan Jari in the first period. So, you know, full marks. Go to that second period, 0-0. The Penguins get a little bit of life. Obviously, the Ryan Graves play was a big one. It gets the Penguins going. They pick up the level of their play. They get another goal from Jake Gensel, and the Penguins are rolling 2 to nothing going into the third period, but the Golden Knights, so many times in this team's history, we've talked about resilience with this, this club, right? Where if they lose their game for a stretch, they're able to hit the reset button and find the right way to play. That was the third period for the Golden Knights. They got to the inside, they got pucks to the front of the net, and they outwilled the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's what it boils down to. Jonathan Marcheseau, that is a goal of will. As much as it's a goal of skill, it's a goal of will first and foremost. And Jonathan Marcheseau does what he needs to do to bring his team into the fight. Pavel Dorofiev goes right to the front of the net. He scores a pivotal goal in this one. And then, as we talked about with Dan Duva, you couldn't script it any better for Brendan Brisson's first career NHL goal. It comes against Sidney Crosby. The guy who used to babysit him. Like, how ridiculous is that? But that's the story for Brendan Brisson. And not only is it his first career NHL goal, it's his first career NHL game-winning goal. That's a night that Brendan Brisson will never, ever forget. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, where the station's staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 to two the final. The Golden Knights complete a third-period comeback and beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Vegas 27-14-5, 59 points, second place in the Pacific Division, keeping pace with the Vancouver Canucks and uh, keeping pace ahead of the Edmonton Oilers, who simply do not lose these days. Uh, next in action, Monday, 4 o'clock, against the New Jersey Devils. Four-game road trip before the bye week and the All-Star break. you got the Devils, the Islanders, Monday, Tuesday, and then you got the Rangers and Red Wings Friday and Saturday. 702-876-1340. Here's the challenge to you. The more calls we get, the more calls we answer. The more calls that get put onto this program, the faster we go through the calls. So if you are out there, if you're a fan, if you are a season ticket member, if you are a person with an opinion on this hockey team and you have liked what you've seen over the last three, four, five games, seven, eight games, whatever it might be, and you've wanted to call in, the more you call, 
the more we get to. 702-876-1340. It's a challenge to you. You want more calls on the program? You've got to pick up the phone. You've got to dial the number. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, you know, this it's a good point to make here about Brendan Brisson. I have had the very, very good fortune of meeting some of the players' parents. And uh, this is why one of the reasons why I'm so high on Pop Eldorfea, because his parents could not be nicer. Mm-hmm. I will probably never meet the Brissons. This is a kid who grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth, and that's okay. Somebody had to. And and he probably uh, enjoyed his childhood very much. But a guy like that, a kid like that, could have chosen to be a beach bum in Southern California. Instead, he becomes a really good hockey player, not just a hockey player, but a good one. And I think that's a tribute to the whole family, don't you? Yeah, Mike, I, I do. I, I mean, I think for you know Brendan Brisson, there's there's a dream there. And and thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, when it comes to Brisson, and, and I think you know, kind of what you're alluding to is is that because of what Brendan's dad does, Pat Brisson, he's a big time agent in the National Hockey League. That you know, there's a, a whole host of avenues that Brendan could have gone down, and quite simply, he's surrounded right? Surrounded by NHL players his entire life. And so you see the success, you see that level, you see what it takes to kind of get to this point. And I think it's a big reason why Brendan's not overtaken by the moment. He doesn't seem out of place in these situations, but you know, a credit to the family, absolutely. But it's a credit to the person. It's a credit to the player. Like Brendan Brisson had to work just as hard, if not harder than everybody else to get himself to this point, because there's no points for being Pat Brisson's kid. And I think that that just kind of shows you the character of Brendan and how much this means to him. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Again, the more you call, the more people that call in, the more calls we get to on this program. That's the challenge to you. If you want more calls, you want different voices, different opinions, it's on you to pick up the phone right now and give me a call, 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So that was definitely a game that after the second period, it could have been just struggle and difficulties, but they did whatever it was they needed to do in between the second and third, and they regrouped, and they came out incredibly strong and did not relent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was your, uh, your player of the game? Oh, it's really hard. Um, you know, I want to I say Brisson because that's pretty amazing to get his, his first goal and it be a game-winning goal. But, um, gosh, Ivan Barbashev was really mm-hmm. good out there. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing what he needed to do. I, I, it's really hard, though, because I distinctly remember with about five minutes left, um, Longbeard was out on the ice, right? It, it, it wasn't, you know, we're going to redline our top guys the final half of that third period to keep this win. It, everybody was doing their part, right? It, it's really hard to look at anybody and say they didn't play well this game. Yeah, thanks for the call, Stephanie. Uh, I'm with you on Ivan Barbashev. I, I think that Barbashev was a physical force. The pass to Brendan Brisson was so sick. Um, it probably isn't going to get as much play because it is Brisson's 
first career NHL goal, but like Ivan Barbashev, that's such a high skill play. Um, and, and he, you look at a player that's kind of elevated his game since Jack Eichel went out of the lineup, it's Ivan Barbashev in spades. 702-876-1340, that's the number. You want more voices and opinions, you got to pick up the phone, you got to call in. Let's go to the phone lines again, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm good. Uh, first of all, everything that Stephanie just said, of course, mm-hmm. love, love the game. Um, with your friend and mine, Zach Whitecloud, you know, I, I, I just hope he's okay. I, I saw that thing that happened when he got injured mm. and uh it, it just it, it's reminiscent of jack eichel the other day going out you know and then they they go down and then they, they come back for the last period and you know eichel scored even and, and zach came back and it's all over and i know these guys <clears throat> in addition to everything else that they do is amazing i, I think sometimes they probably have tolerance for pain that's, that's a little bit you know superhuman as well and i mm. i just hope we're not going to read in the paper something tomorrow that he's banged up just putting it out there um but also like on the subject of injuries uh you know like we're winning hockey games i mean mm. we, we've got a great coach and it, it it's becoming apparent that we've got a whole organization between us and the and the henderson team that's just built to win and i i don't think this organization is going to fall apart if even you know five six seven players go out i seems like we've got some new guys coming up i don't recognize their names i'm not i don't follow the silver knights Mm. but it seems to me like these guys are coming in and blending right in and and stepping up uh so it seems pretty good news for the future and for the for the season and for the future of hockey in vegas yeah you're right on the money there peter thanks for the call um you know, Pavel Dorofiev, Paul Cotter, you know, you look at Caden Korzak and what he's been able to do, Braden Pahal when he's been in the lineup, um, you know, Byron Fraze, Jonas Ronbjerg, those are kind of the players, right, that, you know, certainly have been pushing for the Vegas Golden Knights that have spent time in Henderson, that have played with the Silver Knights. Um, and I think what you needed to find was some combination, some consistency in what your lineup was going to be, how you were going to balance it. And once the Golden Knights got there, and once you kind of understand what timelines are on certain players, I think it becomes a little bit easier for guys to just go out and play. And I think that's where we're at right now in terms of the injuries. It's just a next-man-up mentality, and and you're right. The organization is strong. The organization is deep. Uh, You've got a lot of synergy between the Henderson Silver Knights and the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think you're starting to kind of see that pay dividends in spite of the fact that the Golden Knights are pretty injured at the moment. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Billy. Hey, Billy, how you doing? Good. How you doing tonight? I'm great. Uh, I kind of agree with what you just said. Mm -hmm. Our friends and I were talking – Today, watching the game, and we're all all in agreement is that after the All Star break, I'm okay with what's going on. The only thing different from last year to this year is a I love LT. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he needs a little bit of help, and I just think we need to get Hill back. Yeah, that's a big piece. We get those two guys working together. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I I think get our team back. There's nobody in the league that's going to pound for pound beat us with our whole team. I'm not sure if you agree with that or not, but that's where I see it. 
Well, yeah, thanks, Billy, for the call. Um, I, you're defending Stanley Cup champions until somebody knocks you off, right? And you know you can't necessarily knock a team off in the regular season, but the way that it's trending right now for the Golden Knights, it's moving in that direction that they're going to make the playoffs. It's moving in the direction they'll get a chance to really defend that. But you know, I think your point on Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill is valid, right? You need a tandem down the stretch. Logan has been relied upon greatly over the last little bit of play, but you do want to even out those starts as much as possible down the stretch. So if Aiden Hill is able to go, he has been practicing with the team, that would be best case scenario for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Again, if you want more voices, more opinions on this post-game show, it's on you. Pick up the phone, 702-876-1340. Taking more of your phone calls next on the extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Three unanswered in the third period for Vegas to erase a 2-0 deficit. And win their third game in a row, 4-1 on this five-game homestand. Looking at four on the road, the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Red Wings before the bye week and the all-star break for the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you want more voices and opinions on this program, it's on you. Pick up the phone right now. Give me a call. Let me know who your player of the game was or what you're most impressed by or encouraged by for the Golden Knights as they embark on that four-game road trip into the bye week and the All-Star break. 702-876-1340. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. Um, yeah, I was just wanting to get to kind of talk about the injuries that they're uh, facing right now. I mean, it's awesome that they won. We're all positive about everything that's happened recently. But um, can you speculate on the players that maybe are might be ready to come back the soonest? And uh, because I know they're going on a road trip right now, and who, who do you look to uh, maybe getting back sooner than later? Well, I, I think at this point, Mike, the, the closest guy would be Aiden Hill, right? Like he has practiced with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's been able to take part in a couple of morning skates. So um, assuming that there are no setbacks for Aiden, I, I think that it's reasonable to assume that he could be on this road trip for the Golden Knights and might be able to get into a game. But uh, until we see that happen, that's probably the the closest guy that I can think of off the top of my head here. Yeah, good. Yeah, we need to get healthy and we'll start playing even, even better and uh, get back to the top of the division. All right, great stuff, Mike. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Outside of Aiden Hill, I'm not sure that anyone is is close to returning or maybe on the horizon prior to the bye week and the All-Star break, which is why it's important that the Golden Knights have found um, their game, right? They've they've found a a recipe for success with the injuries, so uh, you want to lean into that as much as possible. Again, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Lines open right now. You pick up the phone. You'll be on the the horn with me in just a couple of seconds. Uh, you know, to me, I, I look at where the Golden Knights are at right now, and it was nice to have a homestand where you can build a little bit of confidence. Like I'm most impressed. Frankly, I'm, I'm most encouraged by the Golden Knights' defensive game. 
And we talked about it with Dan Duva after the game. Like The Golden Knights have given up a lot of goals on the road, specifically their last six road games. And so you can feel good about where your game is at. Bruce Cassidy alluded to it after the game as well, where you feel like you're doing the right things. You're getting closer. You're building your game. All the stuff you know, that maybe you were hoping would would fall into place has started to amidst the injuries. And, you know, I, I think that that's a, a like perfect timing for Vegas. Now, you, you still have to go out on the road, and you still got to go and, and find the wins. But you know, the good news is you've got the Devils who are struggling right now, who are going through injury issues of their own. The Islanders just made a blockbuster of a firing and hiring today. Patrick Waugh in as the coach, Lane Lambert out as the coach of the New York Islanders. How disjointed might they be? We'll, we'll kind of see on the road trip as well. And then you got the Rangers with the Golden Knights just beat, and then the Red Wings. So certainly points on the table for the Golden Knights on this road trip. Maybe that's where we go. Like, again, 702-876-1340. You can hit us on the text line too, but I'd prefer you call in. More of a challenge, right? When you when you see and, and hear that more engagement is is wanted, is craved. Pick up the phone. Give me a call right now. 702-876-1340. The Golden Knights have won three in a row in spite of the fact that they have continued to amass injuries. It's pretty impressive. I will go to the text line right now at 702-876-1340. Scott Bolshazy. Real simple text. Go Knights. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, Will Metzger, nice offensive explosion in the third and nice fan support rocking the fortress. Energy has been fantastic on this entire homestand, and, and a lot of that has to do with strong presence from the opposing team fans. And, like, I know a lot of teams maybe shy away from that or don't necessarily love that or enjoy that, but I think it, it, it adds to the atmosphere. It gives you, you know, a little bit more. Um, and... The energy levels were fantastic. It was an absolute phenomenal, phenomenal experience tonight inside T-Mobile Arena. So uh, a lot of energy there. Uh, Cody Mundy, in the same vein of Rita pointing out that it was the Winter Classic jerseys. Okay, come on. It's not the truth. That sullied our chances. It was Coach Beard's Brendan Hunt's energy that propelled the Golden Knights to victory. Beard energy equals win. The lasso way. Oh, yeah. And Brisson Smith, LOL. Um, sure. Yeah, why not? Let's go into that. Uh, let's go back out of the phone lines. Bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, Ryan. How you doing? I'm uh, fantastic. I, I, as you know, never going to say anything wrong about our wonderful guys. Mm-hmm. They always have a way to win, and they will. But I think Maverick has been a big part. <laughs> you know, he's a healing in the future, you know, for veterans. But right now I think he's bringing spirit, you know, to the guys. And at a time where they kind of need some, you know, mm-hmm. healing too. So that's just another opinion of mine. No, that's great, Marianne. Thanks so much for the call, uh, Maverick, the, uh, the 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 canine puppy that you know the Golden Knights are, are training up, and and eventually will be uh, a service dog for for veteran uh, in the future. It, Maverick's been around. The Golden Knights have done a lot of winning. Uh, a lot of people tell me that it's the jerseys. Maybe it's the dog. 
I don't know. Like, I'm more I'm more inclined to go down that road. Again, to the text line, Sarah Rose. Tonight was the spectacular comeback we needed. I'm so impressed with our fight. The arena was electric. I hope they take this win with them on the road and build on it. That's the hope, right? I think, Sarah, you kind of hit it on the head. It has been tough sledding for the Golden Knights on the road. You looked at this stretch of home games and you hoped that the Vegas Golden Knights would find their game. It looks like they have based on the results of the last three, but now you've got to continue to bring that on the road for this four-game road trip. I'm curious to see how it goes for Vegas, but I think that they can do a lot of damage with those four games as well. 702-876-1340. Again, the more you call... The more we talk, the more we cycle through, the more we get to. More opinions next, but it's on you. Pick up the phone. Give me a call, 702-876-1340. It's the extended postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 to the final, the Golden Knights. Third period comeback. Three unanswered goals defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Tony. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Doing good tonight, Ryan. Uh, I'm curious, did the, did the voice come from the bench, or was it the voice in the locker room that they changed their game up in the third period? Because everything was coming from above the dots, mm. and it wasn't until they start working below the dots that they really start to find their game. Uh, and, it, and it's just curious of, of when they're on their game, which is uh, up against the boards and, and taking shots from the different angles and, and in front of the net, mm. it's a totally different game. And, and it just seems that they take so long to to figure that out. And I'm just curious, is that a voice coming off the bench or is that a voice coming in the locker room? Yeah, you know, that's a, a good question, Tony. I, I think that it's probably a combination of both. Like, Bruce Cassidy understands what Vegas needed to do, right? Like, they had to work low to high. They had to get pucks to the front of the net, and they had to get traffic there. Uh, but at the same time, Byron Fraze, the walk-off interview going into the third period, said essentially the same thing. you got to get pucks to the net, you got to get guys there, and you got to outwill and outwork uh, an opponent. I, I In this situation, uh, I think it's probably coming from both the coach and the players in the room. But the fact of the matter is you, you, you can't just talk about it. you got to go out there and execute. And that's where the Golden Knights get a lot of uh, credit there in the third period. They did go out. They did execute. They did play to the, the game plan they needed. And they picked up two points. So you got to love that. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Troy. Hey, Troy, how you doing? I was just uh, – it was a great game tonight and an absolutely great win. And, and fabulous that they held strong in the third period and came back. Uh, I, I just, you know, when we start talking or when people start talking about being in playoff contention, hmm. we are so many games ahead of so many other teams in the Pacific that it's really hard to know exactly where we're at. And a, a three out of four homestand is wonderful, mm-hmm. but we need a lot more of those when you've got the Oilers on a 13-game win streak, when you've got the Canucks, you know, multiple points ahead of us. Uh, you know, we, we had the, the drawback of having a heavy schedule here early, 
And some of those other teams, the Kings are doing well. I mean, a lot of the teams are doing well. They start catching up in some of those games. And, you know, even holding second in the division is is going to be tough. And, you know, we, we've got still a long road, and we need a lot of wins to stay where we're at. Well, right, but the Golden Knights are in a pretty good spot, right? Like, they, they are, by points percentage, the second-best team in the Pacific Division. And so, you know, you, you look at what the Oilers are doing. They're not going to win every game the rest of the season. Like, this 13-game <laughs> uh, winning streak is going to end at some point for Edmonton. And, you know, you might go through a little bit of a skid or a little bit of a, a hard patch for the Oilers. I don't think the, the Vancouver Canucks are, are going to be, at the end of the year, a 7-17 points percentage team. Maybe they will. I, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, like, and thanks for the call, Troy, like, you're right. There's still a lot of hockey to be played. But through the injuries, where the Golden Knights are at right now, like, it's certainly better to be second in the division not just by points, but also points percentage, than it would be to be a bubble team on the fringe of the playoffs, having to fight through all the injuries, and then that uncertainty too. So you got to just take care of your games, and the rest will work itself out, and that's why they play them, right? So we'll see how things go for the Golden Knights down the stretch. Back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins, erase a 2-0 deficit in the third period, three unanswered goals, including Brendan Brisson's first career NHL goal. It just so happens to be the game winner, and it's a night that Brendan Brisson will never forget as it happens in the game against Sidney Crosby, his former babysitter. Yeah, that's true. That is a real thing that happened. Vegas now 27-14-5, and 59 points on the year. Next in action, Monday, 4 o'clock, against the New Jersey Devils. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to William Butler down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Monday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.